Welcome back to Minding Our Businesses, where CEO and COO sisters share unfiltered conversation about running three companies together and and the the real real life between it all. So we're going to restart this entire episode because last time we filmed Keys to Success... Our beautiful team didn't press record. <laughs> yeah, we then went off to write a process. We wrote a process where about record podcasting. was in bright, bright <laughs> yellow, yellow. <laughs> highlighted in yellow. So we are talking about keys to success. Personally, I was grateful for the opportunity to re-record this episode, although I thought that episode was amazing. I know. We did baller, but... It was ball... We did baller. We did... We were <laughs> baller. Get that on a shirt. We did baller 99% of the time. <laughs> a Carly statistic. Um, so today we're talking about keys to success. Last time at the end of the episode, we sort of concluded that a lot of them sort of kind of mesh together and like I become know. one. Um, which We're I like, what are your keys to success? The same thing every single every time. Every single time we have the same key to success. Um, we kind of like decided because we really love authenticity that we didn't just want to re-record the same episode and try to mimic that. So yeah. we kind of got down and dirty and we're like, what other keys to success could we find? And it was super interesting. I thought like, I liked that exercise yeah. to be honest. Um, and I actually love the opportunity to challenge my keys to success in opportunities like this when something goes doesn't go my way. Um, I love to challenge myself to react appropriately and with you know a calm manner and to see the light in everything. So yeah, I mean, I challenge myself to do the same, but I can guarantee it doesn't always happen. <laughs> it doesn't always work for it's you. It's definitely not always happening. No, it's hard. Definitely hard. Yeah, no, literally last night I caught myself in a moment of just like frustration. I was annoyed about everything. Yeah. Like to Joe and he was like, because, okay, honestly, my fridge door falls off. Like the handle falls off. It doesn't stay on. It fell on my toe. Oh. And I was angry. Toe pain is a different type of anger. And I hope Joe never listens to this, but I was like... I turned like purple and I was like, you are supposed to glue that. And he was like, I'm sure what? it was much more Yeah, it was really bad. And then I went on. No, it's like when you stub your toe. No, what is it about the toe? I fucking hate stubbing my toe. I swore already. I was trying not to swear on this episode. Carol, stop it. Carol, we're sorry we're swearing. <laughs> Our mom's friend's mom told us that we swear a lot on the podcast. We're trying not to. Hi, Carol. Shout out to you. We're going to try not to swear. Um, so yeah, no, I think toe pain. Like when you stub your toe, I, my, my biggest pet peeve is like when you're in that moment of pain and someone like is like talking to you, um, I, that's when my aggression and my anger becomes red. I had um, taught Joe not to speak to me when I say ow. When I say ow, he doesn't ask if I'm okay. <laughs> what a trained good boy. Yeah, no, I'm like, he, when, I, when I'm like ow, he doesn't go, are you okay anymore? Because I'm like, don't ask, don't ask, don't ask, don't ask, don't ask. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about yes. though? Yeah, because in those moments, it's just so difficult. So <laughs> toe pain. So keys to success. Don't, Don't stub, stub your, your toe. toe. <laughs> My mom's toe. Okay, that's an inside joke. Um, so I, let's actually start with that. In the moments you're seeing anger or like you're seeing red, excuse me, and like you find that life is getting ahead of you and you're frustrated and someone's pissing you off. I find that my biggest key to success in those moments is gratitude. Yeah, I mean, gratitude's huge, but... I think if you're if you're talking personally, like because I, I know we were just leading with that, and then we'll go into professionally. Me and Joe have our thing where we do this thing like one, two, three, sorry. Like we both say it. Oh, that's cute. No, we actually do it because we both like all go into a fight moment or like an irritation moment. And I actually did it with mom when I was staying with you. I was like, 
me and Joe do this thing. One, when, you, two, when you were staying at my house. Yeah, when I was staying at your house, I was like, one, two, three, sorry. And we both just like Ended on it. a level cla- uh, level playing field. But I think also gratitude, but like being self-aware to know when you're being ridiculous. Totally. Like, well, sometimes I think it's like, I, I don't think mindfulness and I don't think like being successful is always about getting it right in the moment. It it's doesn't, not. it doesn't mean you're a stoic. It yeah. doesn't mean you're always perfect. It just means you're able to catch yourself faster. Like, do you, I don't know if you ever do this, but do you ever actively know like you're going down a rabbit hole, but like you should probably stop, but you're going to keep going down the rabbit hole in a fight? In a fight? Yeah. Um, I think that what happens with me is my mindfulness is like growing more and more because I'm constantly working on it. So I'm reaping the benefits of that. But I will say that what happens to me is like if I have a super, super busy day, like yesterday I was working till 10 p.m. I didn't have a lot of time with the girls. I was kind of frustrated and Mm -hmm. like I was getting snappy at Mike and I was like, do this, do that. Help me with this because I was like, and and then I, I caught myself, I was like, Ugh, like that's not, I don't even mean to be rude. I'm just like, I, and then I was like, wait, why am I acting that way? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. So I communicated and said, hey, like, I'm super grateful that you're helping me. Thank you for watching Sadie while I pack for the Cape. You did your one, two, three, sorry. I did my one, two, three, sorry. Yeah. Mm, so like, for you. It, no, it was good. I was mindful. Um, But I think that that, the point about gratitude, like as I love starting this podcast episode, like keys to success, number one is always gratitude. It's like, funny. You didn't think, you wouldn't think it would be. But I, once, I think it would be. In my head, unless you brought it to my attention, which is why I love that about us. Is like why you love me, you mean? Yeah, I love you. I love you too. But I wouldn't, if I'm like in a shit storm or like work-wise or I'm just like overwhelmed or just like need a second, I wouldn't initially go to gratitude. But now that I've heard that so many times, I'm like, nothing's nothing's that big of a deal. Yeah, I think training your mind like everything repetitively yeah. is, is how that those things like come to, it's like a gift working on yourself being mindful and like putting the effort into clarity it's not it doesn't mean it always stays yeah I think we talk Beautiful. a lot about mindset but something that I did this year that I really love is I think Leland taught me this um Leland's someone we work with but she Leland's just someone we work Leland's with just a loser we work with <laughs> um but she always says to me, like, instead of saying, I have to drink water. I get to. I think, yeah, we talked about this. I get to drink water. I get, I get to eat healthy. I get to get over this moment oh, where beautiful. I'm, like, pissed and it's not really a big deal. Yeah. And I get to, like, be with a partner who wants to say sorry with me and we can move on and totally. have, a, a, have a nice night. Yeah. Well, I think it, I, everybody obviously gets mad. Everybody also always has, like moments where they like lose their shit. And, and I think a key to success for me is how fast can I get to gratitude, you yeah. know? And that's what I'm saying. Like I exercise that muscle a lot. I think that mindfulness is a muscle where exercising, just kind of like going to the gym, you have to, you have to exercise those qualities and characteristics in your mind. Um, I think I'm at a point now where I get to gratitude very quickly, but it doesn't mean I don't see red. It doesn't mean I don't have moments where like I could get to it faster. It definitely is way more fun to get to it faster because you're wasting so much less time. Oh, totally. Like if you know in your brain the next time you're going to get mad and then you like think about something that you're grateful for, like in this moment, something that's just not as big of a deal as what you're dealing with, your positive it's a light, perspective. Your positive light in your brain turns on. Yeah, it's perspective. I, we've talked about this on podcast episodes before. It's, it's actually Jake's birthday, our yeah. brother. Happy birthday, Jake. HBD. Um, but he's, you know, severely handicapped in a wheelchair, as mom likes to say, and we've said on this podcast before. Walk, doesn't walk talk, talk, sit, stand, chew on his own, da 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 um, I think subliminally we've grown up in an environment of gratitude because, um, you know, watching Jake needing full-time care, even watching mom still have a baby at her age. She's changing diapers at 60. Yeah. Um, is, you know, it's wild. Wow. She's 60. That's weird. 
Um, it's I was going to say 50. I thought 50 the whole time, but she looks 40. She looks amazing. So, but yeah, gr- that gratitude and that perspective of Jake is such a gift. I think it's something that's super ingrained in our genetic makeup because watching someone who's in a wheelchair every day and then you walk past them, like it's just, I mean, not, and there's nothing, you can still have incredible gratitude being in a wheelchair, you know, it Definitely. Doesn't, it doesn't mean that, you know, I'm comparing those things. It's just, I think that there's always perspective to gain. And that's part of gratitude is perspective. I realize as I get older too, not everybody has similar perspectives. Like we're grateful oh, for hours, but not everybody saw their brother not be able to eat food or have to go to the hospital X amount of oh, times. Yeah. Or if they did, like I find myself really resonating with people who've had to go through with those type of things. Oh, well, another way to put the perspective is kind of like tipping off what I was saying before. Like, what if you are in a wheelchair all the time? Or what if you do have like a cancer diagnosis? It doesn't mean that like life is over. It's right. just about the perspective of finding the good, finding what you're grateful for and, you know, grounding yourself Definitely. into the gratitude. Um, I'm actually super grateful. <laughs> that, no pun intended. That we are starting this episode talking about gratitude because I think if the world all had a little bit more perspective and gratitude, it would be such a, more of a beautiful place. I mean, I find it to be beautiful as it is, but maybe less conflict and maybe everybody could get along Well, better. everybody lives in like that world and I'm definitely guilty of this is like what you don't have. Totally. This is what you don't have. I don't have the best body. I don't have the best car. I don't have the best job. All of those things, but like... Think about putting into the energy of all of the things you do. What did have. you just say? I don't have the best car. I don't have the best car. Okay, stop. I don't have the best car. Let's translate that to I'm so grateful to have a car right. to get me from point A to point B. What was the next thing you said? I don't have the best body. I don't have the best body. I'm so grateful that I have a body that works so well and gives me the opportunity to start fresh every single day. Give I don't have the else. best job. I, I hate so, my job. I'm so grateful to have the perspective that. True. It's not true for you, but, yeah. but somebody might be saying that I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to work in a job that gives me perspective on what I'd like to do for the rest of my life and is giving me the opportunity to understand myself more. I'm grateful to be self-aware that I don't like something and that I can change it. Yeah. So like you are right. A lot of the things we're talking about from a 5D perspective, living in the fifth dimension is language. Um, and I, I guess maybe that embeds gratitude into the way you talk and yeah. think, and you know, we know our thoughts affect ourselves. So, you know, it's all encompassing into a oh, being I used to successful. Hate when you say that, but I do believe it. You used to hate that because you didn't want to believe it because you had bad thoughts. Mm. So it made you sad. But when you started to work on it, didn't your life drastically change? Just forget about it. Yeah. Like because you're conditioned. It just changes your, it's just not the same. Yeah. You're conditioned. Yeah. So gratitude is everything. I think if you can find that basis of gratitude in those moments, um, all moments of life, even good moments of life, you can find gratitude. It's so important. Um, but when I, whenever I find myself spiraling or having a thought, uh, that's my number one key to success and kind of coming back to earth. I think it's a very good key. Yeah, for sure. Um, so another key to success, and I really love this one the most to me, it's probably one of my largest strengths, I would say, is like accountability, Mm -hmm. Um, being accountable for your actions. And I think going along with that is checking your ego at the door. One thing you and I talk a lot about, or I, you know, I talk a lot about with my spiritual friends as well is like what ego is. And, you know, in, in the spiritual world, ego is talked about a lot, but I actually had to do a lot of education on myself. Like 
and what ego on what ego was. Um, one of the gurus that I follow, Ram Das, you know, we've talked about this before, is he talks a lot about ego. And ego is actually more tied to identity mm-hmm. than it is tied to the negative connotation that it has so often. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I think when people hear the word ego, they're like, oh, that's a horrible don't have, yeah, an, don't ego. have an ego. Don't have an ego. But it's not a bad thing. Ego is not necessarily a bad thing, but in the sense I'm saying it as a key to success here, I'm saying don't always be so tied to your identity. Mm -hmm. Don't always be so tied to the person you think you are or the person you think you want to be. You have to be able to drop that to learn. Yeah. And don't be so tied to something. If you, if you believe something so like full hearted or wholeheartedly, you're not open to ever changing or experiencing or leveling up. And I definitely was... I live on the, on the side of like that more negative. I used to live on the more negative side um, until I started like kind of tapping into this part of me mm-hmm. and I'd be like, I know how to do it this way. This is the best way to do it. But like, that's not always true. Like I don't know everything. Oh yeah. And I mean, when someone else opens your eyes up to a different perspective that actually works, like your life has changed. Absolutely. And if you can drop that, I think that's real. That shows true strength in yourself. Well, the reason I mentioned accountability first is because it requires you to be accountable for your actions in order for you to be able to drop that ego and that identity to learn and climb the ladder of growth. I love that about myself. (laughs) I do. Tell me more. What else do you like about about yourself? I, I like the fact that I'm able to be in tune and in sync with my feelings. Like I know when I'm being ridiculous. I know when I'm being funny. <laughs> like I'm, I know when I'm I being- think you have, I think your time span of when you like digest something that is being ridiculous has gotten so much less and less over time. Like I remember at the start of our career when you, we were both super young and we were both kind of more in the sister way mm-hmm. than the way of like working together fluently like if we had to say something to each other and I had to say like, could you do this differently or do this better? It would take like 48 hours for us to stop fighting and then for one of us to drop our ego to be like, and then I think we realized it's such a waste of time to not just be like, oh yeah, I could do this better. Totally. It's dumb, but also like just being in a management leadership role, like I'm accountable for other people as well. So like I'm accountable for the way other people feel or the way other people deal with things or the way people react to things. So like I'm also able to like be in tune with other people's accountability for themselves as well. Well, as a leader, what a leader to me means that you exemplify what you want your team to do, what you want your team to be, what you want your family to be. I was reading a Montessori book about toddlers and it talks about how like you shouldn't say to children like say sorry do this. Ew, you're making me mad. Or like you shouldn't. And like, I'm not saying what you should or should not do as a parent. If you're listening to this, I, I'm not one to ever judge. I'm just reading a book about it. But basically the perspective on it is that like you should take accountability for your actions and that you should apologize to your child too. If you've done something that deserves reconcile, like saying to your child, I'm sorry I did that. Or I'm sorry. I didn't understand your feeling enough. How can we get through it together? Mm, I like and, that. and teaching them the the, the art of accountability, um, I think at a young age is so important. Definitely. Because also too, like just in a business sense, like say Sarah, our manager at Parlor, like she made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I blame myself for her mistake. Yeah, even if that's I, something we're going to talk about. E- definitely. Even if I had nothing to do with it. Like yep. it, to me, I'm like, okay, what did I not do to set Sarah up to be able to handle that better? Absolutely. I mean, I think we can tie that into the conversation now. Another 
line item we have listed here is blaming yourself first. So I think like that's when we realized during this conversation, they all sort of mesh into each other. But if you can find it in yourself to really, you know, and again, I think when we talk about all the episodes of the podcast and all the things we've ever talked about, there is a basis of self-awareness, mindfulness, definitely working on yourself. I mean, that's going to be repetitive because that's what we believe. Carving out the time to take care of yourself. All of those things amount to understanding yourself. Mm -hmm. And then if you understand yourself and you know who you are, then you know when you can drop who you are to grow to the next stage of who you want to be. Yeah. But if you're not able to self-identify and be accountable for who you are and be accountable for what you're not, then I find it, I would find it difficult then to grow to the next step and be in a growth environment. And that goes into all things like work ethic is you need accountability in your, in your work life in order to thrive. Yeah. So to me, like you're not accountable and you don't have good work ethic, like you need to work on that. Well, I think it also depends like, are you committed to your growth? You know, like if, whether you have a career or a business or, you know, whatever, whatever you are or neither, if you're whatever it is you're focused on in your life, accountability can help with a lot of things. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's just a very useful key to success and tool I find in so many different ways. And the understanding who you are as a person is something you'll always be working on. Right. I'm always, and I, I would say I pretty much have cured myself of anxiety. Um, I used to think in middle school or, and even sort of in high school that like my tongue was swelling and I would let my mind get the best of me. And I would, I would think that I couldn't swallow and I, I don't, this was like a whole phase for me. And I, I needed like Xanax or something to, to calm myself down. I then started to use like modalities and meditation and healing things to teach myself how to get out of those moments, right? That's like, that's a pretty intense anxiety reaction or anxious reaction. I don't have anxiety anymore. Yeah. And if there's something that I do have anxiety about, I'm super able to um, know myself and use my modalities like journaling to almost be my own therapist yeah. to identify and be aware and accountable of what is causing this reaction for me. Yeah, there's always a deeper moment of why something's causing you some sort of anxiety. Yeah, but if you're not slow enough and if you're moving too fast and you never take the time mask it. to get the clarity, then if you think about the compound effect of masking it, then what's going to happen is Great over book. time you're going to explode. It is a wonderful book. Yeah, I highly recommend The Compound Effect. It makes you feel so stupid. It's such a simple concept. It's like I wish I just like read this every day of my life. The Compound Effect is a book about how little things amount to really big things um, and how if you try to do too many big things at once, you'll crash likely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, that that work you put into knowing who you are and separating yourself from that identity, that ego is really, really important. Yeah. I think accountability, blaming yourself, and I, one of our core values downstairs is put your team over your ego, I would say are definitely on that like level playing field of like the base level of what you have to have to work here. To, to be a part of To our be core a part values. of our core values. Because to me, they all go hand in hand. And you can't really have one without the other. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also something I've learned that somebody needs to seriously have a true basis of this on their own right. prior to coming here. Like it's, this isn't, these aren't concepts I can ne- necessarily teach somebody. I need to know that you can handle feedback, constructive criticism, 
um, because that's the way I operate right. as an individual and a leader. And so I see no, I see no downtime and I don't ever want to massage someone's ego to say, you know, you could have done this better and da, 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 da. Of course I'm kind with my delivery, but I'm also shooting straight from the hip. So like you fucked up here, you could have done better and let's not dwell. Let's just carry on. And I love like people who are on the receiving end of that, who are like, I agree. Totally. Like when, when someone looks at me like, I agree, like tell me how I could have done that better. Like I want to work with people on my team who get that. Well, yeah. You want to work with people on your team who emulate the core values that you emulate. And right. that's why like these keys to success that you and I have bottled up, it doesn't mean do these things and you're going to live the most successful life ever. It's Definitely like not, not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying apply these concepts and life might feel a bit more peaceful. We, we started to dip into one of the things we wanted to talk about, which is blaming yourself first. I find this to be one of the healthiest tools in my life. I can literally tell you that I apply all to blaming myself first for anything that comes into my life that is an issue um, or something that went wrong, right? anything. But that is something I've also trained my mind to, to be really good at. Me too. I think it's just like innate in my blood now. And even when I don't feel like doing it, like I'll still do it. It's definitely exhausting to blame yourself Yeah, like first. I'll go home, like Joe will be someone who I like talk to, like if there's a situation that like I need to like just speak to a like a, a third- Sounding board. A sounding board about. As I'm speaking, I'll be like, and that was totally my fault and I totally shouldn't have done that. And he's like, okay, <laughs> like, so you already came to the conclusion. Let's move on now. Yeah, well, in order for you to be in a place to receive that information, you have to have done the work to let your ego down. Yeah. That's why like- Oftentimes on my team, like when somebody's having a block or something, the first thing I'll turn to is like, what are you doing in your mornings? What's your morning routine like? How often are you gaining clarity on your job and your life and the things you're happy with or not? Um, because that will allow space for them to blame themselves first without it feeling painful. It's not the easiest thing to start doing either if you're not innately doing that now. Yeah. Because like if you're like, like we talked about before, I know language is important, but like if you don't love your job or like... And and to me, if you don't love your job, like, and you're going to stay there for six years, a year, I mean, six months, you're a year. You're going to stay at your job for six years specifically. Six, six just a Carly statistic. <laughs> if you're going to stay at your job and you don't like it, like, I'm going to be the friend that's going to look at you and be like, change your job. Like, I don't, right. like, blame yourself. I don't care that right. you don't like your job. Well, yeah. That's I, a choice you made. I, it, I definitely do not resonate with any individual who ever complains. Right. I will not I will surround myself with individuals who complain um, ever. And it's just a no for me, dog. And like, sometimes I'll, I'm, I'm not a robot. Like there's things that bother me. I'll catch myself saying things and I'll be like, I actually don't even really care. So I don't even know why I'm saying that. Um, well, sometimes you're just talking to talk. Me or you too? No, everybody. Oh, oh okay. I was like, fuck you. No, 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 no. Sometimes I'm just saying like in life, like it's, you're right. It's not about being robotic. We're yeah. all human. But the, the, going back to blaming yourself first, right? Like anything that happens in your life, if you can be self-reflective first, then it gives you the opportunity to again be in a growth mindset. But I like to do that before I kind of like air my dirty laundry onto my friends, family, and everyone. Cause like I wanna know what I'm feeling before I'm just like complaining about a job or complaining about something I bought or, you know. Can you elaborate on that? Like, like I want some, one of my friends to be connected to the fact that they don't like their job and they're looking for other ones before they're coming to me being like, I hate my job. Like what you're really saying deep down is, 
you want to find another job. Yeah. I think one thing that I've noticed as a consistent theme at the company is, and I will say that we, we do a nice job of this is caring personally about the individuals that are on our team. Mm -hmm. And I do notice that people have a really nice, although we cannot change people and that is not the goal of, of entering into this company, I do find that they have, once these principles are applied of blaming yourself first and being accountable and, and checking your ego at the door, does overall improve someone's life entirely. And I think that because like of, of those things, we're helping people through like in reviews and conversations, they, I think they grow. something that I always believe, and I, I know we've talked about before, is like you are what you are personally and professionally. You're not like two different people. Who you surround yourself with. So everything's so connected to the point where it's like, if you're in a shitty relationship or if you're like, your job's going to suffer. Yeah. Like your life at your work is going to suffer. You're going to be so blocked from like things that you need to learn or things that you need to do to get better at your job. Because all you can focus on is the negative shitty things that are happening in your life. Absolutely. So if you're closed off to like open up the door to like learn things or be better or to surround yourself with positive people, you're going to stay in that negative, shitty place and mindset and your job's going to not get better. Or your life is not going to get it's better. It's all a domino effect, it, it really. Just, it, it, it's hard to, it's kind of hard to explain unless you're physically watching it. But like for me, when I try, what I was talking about before is like giving advice to my friends and my family is like, it's all encompassing. Yeah. Everything's all encompassing. If you hate your job, if you hate your car, if you hate your body, if you hate your life, if you hate your, your boyfriend, if you hate everything, what are you doing about it? Yeah. I mean, I think that the, well, I want to get back to the topic. I agree. What are you doing about it? And that is the blaming yourself first aspect, but like, no, but stop blaming yourself. I'm sorry. That's the accountability. Yeah, that's aspect what I'm saying. You, you to have say. to have accountability for your own, own life. Then your job will get better. Then you're, yes. you're opening your eyes to blaming yourself first. But the blaming yourself first part of this conversation is the self-reflection. And I think that the question we're talking about here is, in how terms do you do of, that? In terms of having key to success is how do you do it? But also, like, what are the questions you're asking yourself repeatedly when something doesn't go your way or when something is just bothering you? Like, I, I ask myself, what could I have done better here to have improved this situation? Why do you think, Carly, like in your words, that's important? Which part? The Why do you think it's important to ask yourself first what you could have done better? Like as a leader. I strongly believe finding the answers on your own makes you have the best answer. That's so true. Like I, like if you're going to, like, that's why I was saying I like my friends to be accountable for their actions and like find the answer on their own in their core well, before I'm yeah. finding it for them. If I, what is it? You can't bring a horse to water. What, what is it? You can't, what you, is it? You can't bring a horse to water. It's, you can't, what is it? You can't beat a dead horse. Why are we always talking about horses and their well -being? You can't bring a horse to I'm water. Look it up. I need to know. I'm going to look it up. You can't bring a horse to water is what I'm Googling. Giddy up. Giddy up. You can't, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink is a proverb, proverb, which means you can give someone an opportunity, but you cannot force them to take it. Yeah. Yeah. So basically like you can't lose weight for somebody else. You can't change somebody else. You can't else. make me drink water. I have to be accountable for that on my own. But something that we're talking about now and like on how to do this, that's something that really helped me is like routine. Totally. Like I, like I've talked about before is like, I do the same thing in the morning. I always do my hair before my makeup. I sometimes I always <laughs> fill my water. I always make 
a snack or a lunch. I always make sure my dogs are good. Like I always do those same things. Yeah. And then I come to work and I feel like a human. Like I, I set myself up to have the best day I possibly could. Totally. So I'm accountable for my day from the start. Yeah. And, and again, the theme, it's all tied into one another. It's like these principles, but like you can apply them, I think, and separate them out a little bit. I personally, if I have to answer my own question about like why blaming yourself first is important, I would agree with your response. It's I love the concept of being your own therapist in mm -hmm. a way, not that therapy is not needed or a therapist is not needed in the right situation. But for me personally, it gives me an opportunity to be a kind leader mm -hmm. also. You know, like I never want to be in a situation with one of my teammates where I act like they could have done something better, but I'm not also being self-reflective. I find that to be hypocritical. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like I always want to practice what I preach and I always want to be a strong leader. And, and there is always something I could have improved on. And I think that one of the things we're talking about in this podcast and pretty much all of them is growth mindset. And it, it, and again, like I, I think I might have said this a little bit earlier, but like if you're committed to the growth mindset, these things might be something you practice or, you know, constantly need to continue working on. It's not about not having issues or moments that bother you or things that could be improved or, you know, situations you don't like that you're in or, you know, bad luck that's fallen upon you. Those things will happen. That's life. It's And it's not about always being Miss Perfect. It's, you know, or Mr. Perfect, whatever. Or playing the victim in your story. Yeah, it's not, it's just, it's just about, and I think that's where people think I can be like not emotional or kind of like, what's the word? Harsh. Yeah, like I can sometimes, <laughs> fuck you. Um, Harsh and sensitive, uh, bitch. <laughs> just like I have a hard time, just because I practice those things. Like, it's not that I have a hard time feeling bad for people. That's that's not it. Like I am, I care personally. You're impatient. I care personally, but I'm also like, don't you see like there's things that you can be doing to like make this whole thing better? Yeah. Like that's just like how I feel. That's why I brought up the point I just did though, because if you're not committed to understanding that things can be better- some people, I don't know if we even remember this, but some people aren't in a mindset where they want things to be better. They just think things suck. Sad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think some people want, and you know, I have no idea what people feel. I just feel what I feel. I'm present in my life. But like, I do see a lot of people will message me and, you know, I had somebody message me a little while ago and they were like, I'm really depressed. I'm really sad about this, this, and this. Like, I'm really low on my confidence about like being postpartum. I don't like my body and like, I'm sad about that. And Mike heard me on vacation. We were in the Bahamas and this girl had sent me the super long message. And he was like, are you going to respond to that? And I was like, I'm absolutely going to respond to it because I feel it's my duty. If I'm going to do this podcast, and I'm going to help people individually. Mm -hmm. My response to her was how I challenge you to change your language. And I challenge you to say to yourself, why you're grateful for your body. And, you know, she was saying she was really depressed about her postpartum look and, you know, that she, her body wasn't, she sees so many people on the internet and they, you know, they, they don't, they bounce back so much faster and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I get that. You know, like it takes a long time to bounce back from having a baby. I said, you should be saying to yourself, I'm so grateful for what my body gave me. And I'm yeah, so grateful for my body. If you think about the people that can't, have that yeah and it, that's where, and where gratitude. gratitude comes in totally. like you just had a child totally and you need to be grateful for that child but also I think another key to success is like not comparing yourself to like what other people are doing or having or being because comparing is death comparing makes your brain crazy and I think that's where you like spiral off to that like non-growth mindset which totally. is super hard 
Um, and I think TikTok makes it hard, but it's, social media it's irrelevant. in general is it's irrelevant point. hard. No matter what, you'll always see things. Like, I like to gain inspiration from other people and what they yeah. have going on in their I life. I copy shit off TikTok all the time. Um, but I do think it's how you digest that information um, that makes it safe, right. you know? I, of course, dip to those areas. I dip to the area where my ego is getting the best of me. Um, I think kind of, I, I, I like that this conversation is actually almost spiraling because it does prove that it's not so clean right now, but I love that it's spiraling to the point where everything seems one like one big mosh pit of modality that you can apply to your life to be in that growth mindset. Um, the moment, I could very easily, like as a leader of this company, often dip into ego. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like people are constantly blowing smoke up my ass, like blah, 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 blah. It's because I'm looking at you being like, you're not that great. It, well, it actually is really true. You and mom are constantly <laughs> looking at me and you're like, you're not that cool. And like, I have friends that check me and they're like, not that I, I don't have an ego, but I'm saying I could like, and I definitely could take these things in that people say to me. I think it's to good me, to admit that. I'm being raw good and authentic. For good I, for you, honey. We accept you in all forms. Thank you. No, I go to a lot of places and people are like, oh, like you're awesome. I said to Mike the other day and I was like, I have to be honest with you. I don't know if I'm saying this humbly. I don't know if I don't see myself the way other people see me. Maybe that's Could it. Be. But I truly don't know or understand what the big deal is. Like what what <laughs> I what does anyone way. give a fuck about me for? I'm a light. Thank you. And I'm not not being confident by saying that. I'm not saying like I don't I'm not great. I think I'm great, but I am saying like ego wise, I think I've done the work so much to let that ego down that like humbly speaking, I'm not really sure. Like I just don't, well, I think I we're think, all one. That makes your vibration really I it think does, what's for cool sure. though about you is that not even about you. Yeah. Let's turn the topic to what's cool about I, I'm me. actually not even talking about you. I think what's cool about what people gravitate towards is like, you're going to hate me for saying this, but I'm going to say it. You do work to be a light, to yeah. then radiate off other people, and it's a it's a joy to be around you. And then you see, you see things on Instagram, and you see the stories that you make, or like the fun moments with your daughter, or like those type of things. Like you provide positivity to people who don't have that perspective. I think I'm living in it so deeply so, that I don't. I'm blind to it a little bit. Yeah, like I, I think like I you choose to be that way. Oh, it's, it's a, it, certainly a choice. Yeah, and like we've talked about that before where it is a choice. It's not like you're just like waking up and you're like always in a great mood. No. Definitely no. not. There's sometimes I call and you're like, I think I called you yesterday and you were like, you know what? I'm not having it today or something. No, you're, You lost yesterday. power. You lost power. Oh, yeah. No. I was like, hey, Rach, good morning. How are we? And you I were like- I was trying to make a bottle for the girls. Oh, oh, you didn't I was trying to- pick my outfit for the next day. And it's actually such an awesome point and connects to everything. Let me tell you what happened. So we lost power. I was trying to prepare for work the next day and I couldn't do anything. And I started to feel myself get a little bit pissy. Like I was <laughs> like, I can't, I needed to review a podcast episode and give somebody feedback. I needed to like get some final work done. And my computer was dying and we had no power. I couldn't make a bottle. Um, I couldn't see cause it was completely dark. So I was like, and then I stopped myself. I was sitting in bed and I was like, I am so grateful 
or this opportunity to remember how important power is. And I said to myself, you're fucking annoying. I know I'm annoying. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, but I, uh, that is exactly what happened. I sat in bed and I was like, wow, I never, rem- I don't remember anymore in this day and age what it feels like to, to not have power, to have power. Yeah. And I mean, electricity, <laughs> not, not like actual power as a leader, like literally electricity. I couldn't do things. And then I was like, Mike, cause Mike was like, how are we going to make a bottle? We can't use the baby. Breezer. I actually would have liked to see Mike do that. And I said, we're going to make a bottle the way people used to make a bottle. You're just going to take some water, some sterile water, put the formula in and boil it. shake it. Could you boil it? Well, it was completely pitch black in my house because it was night. Oh. Um, but I, I used that as an opportunity when I felt myself kind of getting frustrated with life. Like I was like about to start complaining and be like, like I can't function. I was like, nope, we're going to use this as an opportunity. And maybe that positivity is so ingrained in my cells and that does make me happy. Maybe that does radiate a light. I'm not sure. Oh no, you're extreme positive. So like I'm positive, but not extreme. I just think I might, might, it might be, honestly, I think you, and again, maybe this is being humble or maybe this is who I am. Don't know, but I think it might just be that I've put more work in for longer amounts of time into that positivity that I can see the light faster and easier. So like, I don't know if it's just who you are. I think it's what you work at. Like it's, I'm not naturally That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think you're, I still don't think you're that cool. And anybody else who thinks she does, I don't care. I'm cooler than her. Um, I definitely don't think I'm that cool. Yeah, no, you're not. I just told you you weren't. Okay. Thank but, you. No problem. Noted. But I think it's all the points that we're making here today and every day, truly. But I think you are someone that people like to be around. Well, I think what you're speaking to, and Lauren brought this up is, you know, a little while ago is vibration. Mm-hmm. Keto success is managing your vibration. Maybe that's another way of phrasing it. Um, are you vibrating negativity? Are you checking what you're vibrating? Are you Are blaming yourself first? Are you someone that constantly first? talks shit, talks about other people? Yeah. Talk, like, you know what I mean? Like, just always talk. Like, I hate going out with people that are like that. I, like, I like to talk. Yeah. Like, I like to be nosy. I want to know what's going on. But I it's also like- shit talkers. I'm not saying that I'm not perfect in that, like, there's occasional times where I'll, like, drop a line about someone. i like, you're ridiculous. Like, yeah. Or talk behind someone's back. Like, I don't talk shit about anyone, but there is a moment where I'm like, oh, that was so annoying. But I'll always make a point to say it to that person's face to be authentic and, like, true and true. Like, so I'm never, like- Most of the things I say behind people's backs, I'd say to their face. But I will say that, like, let's say there is a moment where, like, I've dipped into a low vibration. I use those moments as opportunities to check my vibration and to say, I actually ask myself in in light of the whole blame yourself first, why did I psycho- psychologically feel the need to say what I just said? And I'll actually analyze myself and, and try to get in touch with, do I have a little piece of jealousy that's lingering? Am I angry at something? Is there something that I'm holding on to that I haven't identified yet as a feeling? See, I think that's ever, this is, I'm just going to say human, right? I am going to say- That's a human right. I think that's everyone's like, everyone should do that. Like yeah. to be on this earth, everyone in this entire world, it would be a happier, peaceful place if people were able to check their shit with themselves. Yeah, truly like check your shit with yourself. And I said shit three times. I'm sorry. I think we say that too, from the perspective of sometimes we get dumped on a lot. Like, and and that's okay. Like I can handle anyone's shit again. Sorry. I said it again. Shit. Yeah. I can handle everyone's things (laughs) and that's fine. On top of my thing, Carol, I don't get stressed out about that. I don't ever think it's too much for me. I don't get bogged down in that way, but it would be a way more fun place to live if people could be able to do that themselves and check their, check your own things with your own brain. I just wonder what would happen. 
if the, like, what if the whole world started to do that more and like was more accountable for their actions and blamed themselves first? I, I don't even know. Could I, I do believe the world is vibrating towards these things because education is rising. Right. Like if you look at TikTok, people can learn things faster. Meditation is becoming more popular. Like apps are becoming more Ever accessible. Ever since COVID, I feel like people have really focused on mental health, physical health. Mindfulness. Mindfulness. But I do also think people dipped into deep, deeply low vibrations of um, like fighting politically. Mm. Um, and fighting kind of like for what they believe. And it's just, if you look at that spiritually as a key to success, like I used to actually dip really deep into like political fights and like conversations and like really push my feelings on like what I felt about things politically after I just like irrelevant. Well, the truth is, is it really just doesn't change anything other than your frustration. So like to get into those fights online, like keyboard fights. Here's the thing. If you dive deep into that, you're being selfish. Like, cause you just want your point to be heard louder than somebody else's. You're not being open. You're not, you know what you're not doing is you're not separating yourself from your identity of what you believe. Cause if you break down your identity, your ego, mm-hmm. ego equals identity, your identity is comprised of all of your personal experiences. Right. So who is to say, how could I look at somebody else and say, your personal experiences aren't valid? I haven't lived in your shoes. I don't know what it feels like to grow up the I way agree. somebody else grew up. You know, and me so, and Joe talk about that a lot because like when we do talk about things, it's like, and he explains to me, he's like, you, you don't remember that like I grew up learning X for 25 years of my life. Right. Then I started dating you and your perspective was completely different than other things that I know. Yes. So now from the the t- seven years we've been dating, I have a different perspective. She, he, she's, he's always like, that's super weird. Yeah. But it's my choice of which way I choose. Yes. I'd probably be a bad president, to be honest with you, because I believe- Well, good thing no one wants you to be yeah, one. Yeah, totally. We're well, good. Who knows? But the thing is about the way I view- people and as like a key to my success is I think everyone's right. Right. Like I approach every situation with front loaded trust. That's something you and I have learned over the years. It's super important to do. Yeah. If I believe you're right in your opinion until you're wrong. And then when you're wrong, I don't want to talk to you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I believe everyone's right. I don't. No, I'm sorry. Let me re thank you for checking that. You know what? You're welcome. Let me reiterate what I mean. I mean, I believe everyone thinks they're right. Oh yeah. And so what I'm saying is in their mind, they are, so they are. And in my mind, I am, so I am. Because it's the way I've lived. It's my personal experience. But you can drop your ego to know that everyone each has their own identity. That is the best example of that that entire trajectory that you and I just outlined just now is when you know to drop your ego, is when you know to be accountable for right. dropping that identity and then to be self-reflective and blame yourself first to say, could I have seen that a different way? Could I have expressed myself differently instead of always pointing the finger at somebody else? Could I have else? reacted differently? Yes. What could I have done better? And I think it's okay too to like have a moment and I have them all the time and then self-reflect and be like, asking yourself those questions too. Like before you act on it or even after you act on it, that's still learning in my eyes. Well, also like, let's say you're finding yourself in like, so I got into like a very rare fight with someone this week that like I never normally would. And that's like the first time in probably years that I've ever like had a quarrel with this individual. Don't say quarrel, Rachel. The whole thing diffused incredibly quickly just because of how it was handled, but it was a disagreement. And I found myself getting boiled. Like I was 
pissed and I was like resentful and I was mad. And then I had to pull myself back into 5D. I recognized I had dipped into 3D and my vibration was wrong. And I, I had to say, why am I frustrated with this situation? What is, what is specifically bothering me? And I, I honestly had to put it in the notes in my phone and say, this, this, and this is what's Well, I was thinking me. about that too, but I think you had to come to it yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I, but it doesn't mean that being frustrated but is wrong. But the other party always needs to see the other party's perspective. Like you, just because someone wouldn't have been sensitive about something doesn't mean the other person would have been sensitive about something. Well, let's say you're fighting with someone or let's say you have a disagreement with someone at work or personally or someone you love you may not be in a place in that exact moment of the disagreement to also, I think, reconcile. Yeah. Sometimes when in the light of clarity, sometimes you got to let things breathe. You know, like, don't you find that like often that sometimes like when you're feeling yourself spiral, you're like that, I'm, I need to fix it right away. No, 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 no. I do need to fix it right away too. You're so wrong. It's just that I know if I fix something right away, it may not be the best solve. Yeah. No, yes, I agree with that. And and so for I've been training my brain for many years. If it was like a deep rooted thing, it could be anything. I, yeah. I know that anything I do in the moment won't be as great as something I do thinking about it. Yeah. You know, and gaining clarity. Though next thing I think we should talk about is issues or opportunities. This is again a you know, a continuation of the conversation <laughs> we were just having. But if you're able to view every single thing that comes into your life that is negative as a positive and as an, an obstacle being a learning lesson, what type of change could that bring to your life? I think if you view issues at oppor as opportunities, you'll be able to get to the, I think that's like a tactic to get to the core of things that are bothering you faster. Because if you, you could spin it in so many different ways. Like I know we've been giving the same examples, but if I was like, I don't like my job and that was like my issue. The opportunity would be to, like you said before, find a new one that satisfied my passion for the rest of my life. Yep. And that issue turned into an opportunity to save me this miserable kind of attitude I had to morph into a more positive one. Totally. Absolutely. I'm, I'm trying to think of a specific example I can give recently because this happens to me every day. I've conditioned myself so much to view issues as opportunities. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, like on Tuesdays, we have our full day of meetings yep. and the whole day is focused on finding issues. And the whole day is focused on solving the issues. And we say at our company, a to, an issue is only solved when a really great to do is I made. I think um, it, this isn't like a specific example, but I know we've had to like do this in the past where like marketing wise, we've, we will have discussions and we'll be like, okay, well that's an issue. And then we always find it to spin it in a positive, it's really an opportunity to like change with the times or to get more technical yep. or to like grow with what's happening on TikTok. That's different. Totally. Um, Pivoting. Because I think if, if you can't pivot from like certain things that you're stuck in your ways with, you'll never grow or you'll never be able to change, especially marketing wise. Totally. Because you can get stagnant in marketing. Well, you can also get like, okay, I'll use an example. Like Lauren, our social media manager sitting next to us and we love her. She's grow. I think she's someone who's grown tremendously from these aspects. And, you know, she's even said like, we've taught her a lot of these things. Mm -hmm. She has done a tremendous job of applying issues as opportunities to her role. And because of what she's done, she's taken herself from my personal assistant, which she still has to be some of the time to our social, our complete marketing manager at all three brands across well, the brand. social media manager. Now it's marketing. Yeah. Manager. So she's actually really like escalated and I, I give her a lot of credit for that, but you know, like when Lauren 
this last quarter, she took on this role, took on all three brands and we gave her a process and it wasn't being totally followed. And there were times in the middle of the quarter, she said it was being followed. And I think she thought it was right. But then like when quarter two came, we were like, is this being followed? And we questioned it. She had the opportunity there to be like, it is being followed and to be defensive and like nasty and like rude. She also had the opportunity to say, I don't think I'm following this to the greatest of my ability. I do think there's an issue here. And by her communicating there was an issue, what happened was, is we brought the team together, you and her sat in a meeting, and you operationally helped her rewrite the process. And that issue- But that's an opportunity for me. It, 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 that issue became yeah. an opportunity for both of you. Yeah. Can you explain why it became an opportunity for you? Well, because when we went over it together, I gained more knowledge and question on things that we could do better at the company. It, so it and prompted you. it sparked you. ideas that I wouldn't have had previously or just because the day-to-day -day stuff gets in the way, it slowed us down for a moment together so we could be on the same page together, decide it together where it wasn't just top down where I was like, Lauren, this is what's happening. Right. We decided together what we were doing and she loved it and it's working. And it's that to me is a huge opportunity. And guess what? It might happen again. You never know. It could. And we might have the same download and we, we hope it doesn't. Um, but it, it might, and we'll look at it the same way after that. Let's look at it a different way from a different perspective. Let's say we were the kind of leaders where somebody does something wrong or doesn't do what they say or something that frustrates us, right? Yeah. There's also the opportunity to look at the person, point blame at them, get frustrated with them and get really heated and cause like a conflict that maybe doesn't need to be there if it's handled incorrectly. Yeah, that sucks. It could also potentially lead to bad energy, bad culture, and it could potentially lead to that individual not being there and potentially growing defensive. So I think that this has to be a reciprocal process of viewing issues as opportunities. Yeah, and being defensive is hard. Being not defensive was something I had to work on a lot because I, especially working for your sister, like people don't realize sometimes I think that that's like a really hard thing to do working for family. I think people told us not to, right? Everyone yeah. told me not to bring you on. And be, I told them, especially no. when you're like my older sister listening to you, like it's really easy to be defensive, but honestly it just gets in the fucking way. Right. It's just, it's just like waste ugh. of time, waste of time. Ugh. But I, it, when people ask me in interviews, like what is your biggest key to success. I'll kind of flip flop between these ones here, but I would say the one that comes on top actually out of all of them, of course, gratitude came first because it's important to lay that foundation. But I would actually say viewing every issue in my career as an opportunity led me to the seat I'm sitting in right now um, and the success that I have right now in my life. Definitely. I think it just goes hand in hand too with positivity. Cause like, to me, that's just being a positive light. Absolutely. That, that like you're viewing this issue, like even when girls bring me stuff at the, um, at the salon and they're like, this is an issue or like this product's an issue. Like it's an opportunity to get a different one. Absolutely. It's an, it's an opportunity to get a different brand. It's an opportunity to switch a timing on something. Yeah. It's an opportunity for this person to speak up and maybe they're speaking up for everyone and we can just solve the issue and kind of, it can go away. Yeah. The, the, those type of things to me are so helpful. 
I had a situation recently where I, I think I told you this, that I had bought that really expensive outdoor table from CB2 mm. and I had bought the specific cover they had told me to buy that was $250 and I really wanted it to last me like a long time. Right. And I uncovered it for spring and the whole table was worn and broken and awful. And like, really, like I was really upset. I was mad because I was like, I had spent this money. I did it the right way. I did the cover you told me yeah, to do. Yeah, it wasn't like a cheap Wayfair no, table. No, like yeah. I didn't like, and I love Wayfair, but I did it. The, I did the experience expensive one. Cause I was like, I want it to last and I want my investment to be quality in my home. And when I opened it up, I was really upset. And then I calmed myself down and was like, I ordered it from a company that will have great customer service. So I was like, all right, let, this is an opportunity. Let me see what their customer service is like, because I like to emulate that at my own company. So I called and I waited a really long time. I got a little frustrated by that. And then when I got on the phone with the girl, she was talking down to me and kind of kept saying my name and she kept going like, now, Rachel. Rachel, stop. And she kept going, Rachel, let me talk to you a little bit about what's happening here to your table. Your table is patinaing. <laughs> and so I could feel myself. I was kind of, I was getting a little red. What I'm, is, what the fuck is patinaing? It's weathering. Like she was basically implying, so my, my table was black and she was telling me that my table was meant to end up gray but my table was orange from rust. So she kept saying to me that this is part of the process of it going to gray. Who sells that? Why would you sell that? I was like, I bought a black table from you. I, you it doesn't say on the label, this is a, a color changing sun morphing <laughs> table. Like I, this is an outdoor table that's supposed <laughs> to stay black. Like that's the goal. I don't say it doesn't say on the label. This is a, a color changing nail polish. I'm literally, I'm like, no, like I, I wanted this table to be black. And so she's, she continues to explain <sighs> herself and she actually didn't stop. So then I'm catching myself and I'm like, this is an opportunity. I was like, this is an opportunity to test my patience. I'm grateful for this opportunity to test my patience. I, these are things I actually have to say to myself. And this is an opportunity to get a new table. And if she doesn't help me, I will find someone who does. Um, I then calmly regrouped myself cause I could feel myself getting defensive. And I said to her, listen, my lady, I, my lady, my lady, I bought with your company because I wanted customer service. I appreciate your explanation of why my table is turning orange. However, I would not like my table to turn orange. I know somebody else who has this table and it's happening to them too. I do think your table is defective and I would really appreciate some service here and in, in to reconcile the situation. And I think because I stopped myself to answer her in that way, it actually helped her react differently to me instead of the situation getting like escalated and turning into like a purple fight. That happened to me yesterday too, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Really? With Amex. Yeah. And, and it's like, you're defensive because you're like, I'm innocent. I'm like, like, there's fraud on my account. Yeah. I want the money. Yeah. Oh yeah. We had $3,400 charged to our credit card from Macy's in Ohio and, <laughs> and they're telling us it's our charge and we're like, it's not our charge and it's annoying. Um, but yeah, like in those moments, if you can check yourself and be like, okay, but there are people, Calm. there are people too. And I like, unless there, like, there have been times where I'm like, no, she thought she was right telling yeah. me that she thought she was educating me. And, and you know what, in those moments I have to say, everyone is just looking for love. Right. And you know, I don't hate her. I don't dislike her. Did she frust frustrate me and test my patience? She sure did. But in the end I got my table and I got the new table and it has arrived and want to know something about that I table. Like you like it better. It cracked in half and the table has a giant crack in the middle and uh, it's not wearing well. And so you want to know what I'm doing? returning it. I'm not returning it. It's final sale. I'm just going to look at the crack and I'm going to, every time I look at the crack, Rachel, you're, at I can't return it. It's final sale. They, they already told me it's all good. 
I'm just going to remind myself of patience. It came to you with a crack. No, it didn't come to me with a crack. It's cracked in the sun. So their outdoor section, CB2, get it together. Anyways, I'm, it's all good. It is all good. Patience, namaste. In conclusion, when you wrap these things together, checking your ego, accountability, blaming yourself first, growth mindset, and having a basis of gratitude, you can say it in 160 different ways. You're saying the same thing on repeat. We, we just did. Yeah, absolutely. And I, do, I, st- and I still will. Yeah, I think it, it, it always hits home in a different way when you hear it, even if you know it. And to be reminded of these concepts is just forever important. I um, suggest, because I, I, I hear it from you constantly, or I did hear it from you constantly, the next time you have a situation where you can use these tools, try it. You Yes, absolutely try it. And I think what you can do too, to like create that habit, if you're looking for a way, is like create something you say to yourself that is something that interrupts the thought or interrupts the ability for you to kind of go deeper. Cancel clear. Well, cancel clear is when you don't want the universe to put forth the energy of something you said but don't mean to say or something you thought but don't mean to think. I'm more talking about like you could say to yourself, stop. Let me stop for a second and pause. I usually say to myself, pause. Um, I'm going to take a pause. I'm going to take some clarity on that. Let me just take a moment to think on that. Um, and that modality has helped me slow things down. So I hate that word that you keep saying. Modality? Yeah. It sounds like morbid. Morbid. Morbid? I don't know where I get these new words, honestly. Like, From wh- reading? Why are you saying modality? From re- I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a modality. Before we end this, I just want to say everyone has a different version of what success looks like for them. And that is a super valid point. Well, our success is going to be different than 100 million different people's. Absolutely. But I just want to say, like, I have no ego for anyone listening that I don't think my version of success is going to be anybody else's. And I don't I don't imply that it should be. I think your version of like to me should be your own. When people ask me also in interviews, like, what's your number one version of success? Like, what is how what do you define success as? I always say the same thing, which is peace of mind. Yeah. And I think these things for me give me peace of mind. Is it, is, sure, is it being like super profitable? Yeah, definitely. Profitability <laughs> can give peace of mind. Not having to worry about money. That's, it's, but that sums it up really nicely for me. So I think in conclusion of all of these things, maybe step one for you might be defining what is success for you. You know, I think probably for most people, it's just feeling as happy as you can be. I was just going to say, what makes you happy at the end of the day? When yeah. you hit, when your head hits the pillow, like... How do you call it a good day? Yeah. You know, and and if you didn't have a good day and your head hit the pillow and you felt anxious or sad or worried, are you able to then in that moment identify and blame yourself first and check your ego to find out what it was that caused that feeling for you? Because you have the ability, you have the power to connect those things together if you allow yourself the time to gain that clarity. Yeah. It's all within you. That's the power. It is. It's all within you. Namaste. We love you. Thanks for listening. Love you. So much.